Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Keep the Receipts, the One Man Fast Break. I am your host, Altamash, and we're going to keep the episodes coming fast and steady. It is June 19th, Monday, and the Phoenix Suns and the Washington Wizards have made a trade that's in the process of being made, I guess. Let me say it like that. It's not official yet. It's going to be official um, for those living under a rock, listening to the episode and the podcast. Uh, Bradley Beal, Washington Wizards shooting guard, is going to be a Phoenix Suns player come next season. Uh, going the other way is Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, and multiple second-round picks to the Wizards. Again, this is all unofficial. Things to change around. It could, you know, add a player here or there just for whatever reason. But the trade is unofficial right now because the six, uh, I mean, the Wizards are trying to see if they can offload Chris Paul to a contender team and kind of give him a chance to possibly win a title. And the rumors are possibly the Clippers are involved. And, you know, we'll see how that kind of plays out. Chris Paul going back to Clip City, um, which was Lop City when he was there in the, uh, you know, in the early 2010s. Um, he did blow that 3-1 lead to the Rockets. We won't talk about that, but maybe we'll talk about it. Shout out Jaya Schmidt, Jace Move, the GOAT. Um, but let's talk about the trade itself, right? Bradley Beal going to the Suns. They built a real big three. Hopefully a, t- uh, a big three that stays healthy. Bradley Beal and Devin Booker are both shooting guards. Bradley Beal is going to take a back seat because Devin Booker is that guy. And Kevin Durant, we know he can get his shots in the offense, so Kevin Durant is not necessarily a worry in terms of, hey, giving the ball, you know, ball-dominant player. The next question that comes up is, the very obvious glaring question is, you traded away CP3, you traded away Landry Shamit, one of your, I don't know, three guys that you had on the bench that you could possibly play in the playoffs. And the depth was the biggest reason the Suns could not get past the Denver Nuggets. Uh, maybe it would have been tough regardless of depth, but the Suns did were the only team to win two games against them. It was 2-2 going back to Denver for Game 5. Um, the series was kind of up in the air. And then, of course, Game 6, Denver beat them by like 75 points. But nonetheless, the Suns did make competitive, but the, they, they lost the game in those minutes when Devin Booker and, you know, Kevin Durant had, you know, stats-wise, the stats weren't terrible against the Nuggets, but... They weren't Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is efficient. Kevin Durant is get a bucket whenever you need it. That was Devin Booker in that series. Devin Booker was shooting, you know, like at one point, like over 60% from the field, 50 from the three-point line. The guy was doing like 60, 50, 90 for a, a big part of their playoff run, right? Of course, game six didn't end up the way that they wanted. The series didn't go how they wanted. And the biggest glaring fault in the Suns, which was kind of, Something that you could see coming after the trade of Kevin Durant. When you trade away Kevin Durant, you trade away Mikael Bridges, you trade away, um, you trade away Cameron Johnson, right? Those are two of your like five, six quick uh, good players in terms of your role, players depth. The Suns didn't have any of that, and now you make another trade and you lose even remote debt that you had. Right, Landry Shamit was kind of unplayable in the playoffs at certain points, but hey, it's a body. He's playing the playoffs. Like y- you need that, right? Now it's going to come down to 
They're probably going to trade DeAndre. DeAndre is going to be on the trading block because the Suns need to trade him away, which they could have let him go for free if they didn't match Indiana Pacers' offer. But hey, maybe the Suns were in the mindset of we keep him. If it doesn't work out, we can trade him, which I think that's what they're going to do now. Um, you can get assets, right? If you let him walk for free in free agency like last year, then you don't get anything in return. But maybe overall, that would have been better for the Suns. Uh, we'll see what Matt Ishbia and James Jones and those guys upstairs are doing to get the team right because very pivotal offseason for the Suns considering their window seemed closed until Kevin Durant got there and then it really was open for a little while. They were undefeated for, what, eight to ten games that Kevin Durant played. Then, of course, he got injured. They hadn't lost a game where Kevin Durant, CP3, and Booker played until the playoffs. So the talent is overwhelming, but you need depth, right? This kind of goes back. This isn't a one-to-one comparison, but it's similar in the sense to the Miami Heat, right? When they put their big three together, the big question was like, hey, who's role, which role players are you going to get? You can't you can't win. No matter how good LeBron James is, no matter how good Dwayne Wade is, and Chris Bosh, you need a team. Teams win championships. Everyone seems to forget that. Everyone is like, oh, LeBron didn't win. KD didn't win. Kobe didn't win. No, it's never it's never about that. It's about, always about the team. And they built that, you know, Miami Heat roster out very well, right? Mario Chalmers, they drafted him. Shane Battier was there. Ray Allen came. You know, they they built a squad of good players. And that's what the Suns are gonna try to do. They of course this big three is not nearly as good as the big three that Miami created, but Devin Booker's, you know, reach, walking into his prime. And Bradley Beal finally got some pressure on him. Finally got something to prove. Right? This, the, the spotlight is on Bradley Beal. It's never been on Bradley Beal. We'll see how he handles that. Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant, right? Everybody on Twitter talking about, oh yeah, Kevin Durant, he can't survive without a super team. Kevin Durant this, Kevin Durant that. Dude, I, me personally, to me, that's much better than what Damian, Damian Lillard is doing in, in Portland, right? Damian Lillard saying, oh, I'm loyal to a T, right? Mad props to you for being that, right? But you're just going to be irrelevant forever because your team has no chance to win a title even when... You were good with CJ. Nobody thought you guys were a threat. The Warriors were good. The Rockets were good. The Clippers were good. There was always teams that were better than the Portland Trailblazers, right? And everyone's taking shots at Kevin Durant. Oh, you know, I, I personally, like, dude, you he, he knows. He knows what is required to win a title. You need good players. It's not rocket science. It's nothing new. You need good players. You need players who can put ball in the basket. You look at the Denver Nuggets, right? It's Jamal Murray and Jokic. And then they got a whole bunch of Michael Porter Jr., Bruce Brown, right? You've got to have players. you got to have guys that when your best player sits on the bench for, you know, the 10, 12 minutes that they're going to sit in the playoffs, can the role players either just keep, you know, steady the boat. Hey, sometimes they don't give you a lead. You know, they play well, you get you get a lead. You know, they, they might bump a lead from 6 to 8 to 10. You just want them to keep it steady. You want to keep it. Normal. It's what ends up happening in some of these series. It's like when Devin Booker sat on the bench, Monty Williams had nobody to go to because they had no depth. And that's a problem. And the Suns saw it. And of course, it cost Monty Williams his job, rightfully so. Back-to-back years, you got blown out in the playoffs and at home. I think it was time to give it up. Frank Vogel's in there now. 
Frank Vogels had some time off after, you know, uh, the Lakers uh, situation that happened. Felt like he was kind of done wrong in that sense. But, you know, sometimes that's just kind of the cutthroat part of the business, right? You you play, you know, you it's all about results. It's about what you did for me lately. It's not about, oh, you want a title in the bubble, this, that, and the other. What have you done for me lately? And so Frank Vogel's back. I think he's got something to prove as well. It's been, you know, a year and a half for him pretty much since he left uh, the the Lakers job. Very interesting to see what the Suns are going to do, who they'll be able to trade for, what they'll be able to do to build out the rest of the roster because that big three is very good. Don't get me wrong. I think it's going to take some time to figure out. Bradley Beal's going to have to figure it out. He's going to be the guy who's take like that step back. He's going to have to be take his 25-ish points per game that, you know, like 20 to 25, he's going to have to be closer to like 17 and 19 to 20. And that's what it's going to take. Sacrifices, and then you're going to have to be able to build out a roster. We'll see Bradley be able to do that, right? It, nobody had expectations when he was with John Wall in the Wizards. Nobody has expectations right now with the Wizards. Nobody expects Bradley Beal. He plays well, good. If he doesn't play well, no one really cares, right? Nobody has expectations for the Wizards. Nobody had ever expectations for the Wizards in a very long time. Now it's championship expectation on Bradley Beal. So Kevin Durant's always had those expectations for pretty much his entire career. Whenever, ever since OKC became good, it's always been Kevin Durant, you know, trying to win a title. And Devin Booker, he's, you know, had that moment too. He's They've been to the finals. They, he's trying to reach the mantle, right? He's trying to reach the top. And he was playing like it, but you got to, others have to come along for the ride as well. Devin, Brook, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant can't do it on their own. And it was like a two, it was it was two on five, two on eight pretty much against Denver. And that's that's unsustainable. It can't work. You can't rely on Kevin Durant and Devin Booker to get you 85, 90 points a game combined for you to have a chance uh, to, you know, possibly beat the Nuggets, right? You need them, you need them to be at least get you 60 to 65, which they're very capable of doing. And then you need the rest of the guys to get you the, the remaining 35 to 55 points required to win games. We'll see how the Suns can build it up. Matt Ishby is really going for it. I respect that as an owner. I know he's new, and I think it's kind of like, hey, I'm going to show everybody, like, I'm about it, right? And you want that. You want that from, as an owner. You want somebody willing to go for it. And sometimes you go for broke, right? It doesn't work out. But I respect owners that go for it. That's why I love the Warriors when they were – in the middle of their dynasty, some people still think it is there. I don't really think so. But when they were good, they spent to the luxury tax. They went and did whatever. They, they they won a title. Then they lost a title. Then they said, hey, we have this crazy opportunity. Let's go get Kevin Durant and then pay this crazy amount of luxury tax. But hey, you got four titles out of it. The Warriors fans can't be mad. The Warriors organization is like, dude, this is this is what it, this is what it's cost of doing business of being champions. You have to be able to do that. I respect Matt Ishbia for going for it. And we'll see how it kind of plays out. We'll see what happens with DeAndre. And that's kind of the next domino in this whole thing. Do you keep DeAndre? And if you keep DeAndre, like, it's going to be like that Chris Kamen photo from, like I don't know, 2014 maybe, where it's just him laying on the bench by himself because the Lakers had made a trade and they had a lot of injuries. And it was just one person on the bench and he was laying on all the six uh, bench stools. So... Um, that's what the Suns bench is going to look like unless they're able to trade uh, DeAndre Ayton. So I think that's what's going to happen. Um, I think his time's kind of up. Everyone's kind of fed up with DeAndre Ayton's like, behavior, his attitude, his 
lack of motor. But we'll see how things play out. Um, and I kind of want to transition just a little bit and talk about uh, soccer a little bit, uh, football, as they call it in Europe. And Chelsea Football Club are selling a lot of their players, and now everybody's mad again. So it's funny to me because the last two windows, it was Chelsea spending all this money. They spent $600 million financial fair play, this. This, they can't be getting away with it. This is illegal pretty much. And now Chelsea's selling a lot of their players to Saudi. Um, and everybody has a big problem with it because Chelsea's, you know, they're about to make, I don't know, close to like $100 million in terms of transfer fees for the players that are off selling there. Kalido Koulibaly, Edward Mendy. Um, a couple other players are possibly rumored to be going. Kovacic is, might be going to Man City. That looks like that might be a done deal. Get about $30 million for him. And then... Man, a lot of players going to Saudi, right? There's rumors about Bernardo Silva possibly going there. Um, or obviously, Cristiano Ronaldo's there. But the money that Saudi these Saudi owners are throwing out is absolutely insane. Angola Conte, as a free agent, is going there making, what, $100 million? Um, The money is just ridiculous. And, and Conte's already won everything. He has nothing left to prove. Um, a lot of the players that are going there really have not much. They're kind of over the hill. In terms of their playing career. And the money is just too good to turn down. I don't blame them one bit for doing it. I don't want to hear anything about. Oh yeah. Chris Ronaldo is influencing them man. A hundred million dollars will influence a lot of people. Sixty million dollars. Especially they're like double and triple. Tripling the wages of the players. That they're trying to go get. Um, so. Wouldn't blame the players at all. You don't get. You get 10 to 15 years max. To be able to build. Revenue and wealth. For your family. And your career. Take advantage of it. If that means you got to go play in Saudi, like, it's going to be hot as hell over there. But the money's good, man. You got to do what you got to do. Don't even blame them, right? Um, but I just find it really funny. I kind of want to talk about that. Like, last two windows, it was, hey, Chelsea's spending too much money to buy all these players. Now it's like Chelsea's selling too many players. This has got to be unfair, too. Um, it's all it's all funny. And I think, it's you know, it's, we'll see how things play out. Um I like how the season is possibly going to turn out. We got Coach in, and Kunku is going to sign tomorrow officially and become a Chelsea football club player. I can't wait for the season to start. We got about, what, another month and a half or so before the season kicks off in August. Lots of stuff to look forward to. Um, I'll try to cover some more stuff as it happens. The NBA draft is Thursday. I'll try to get a podcast out for you guys. Um, hopefully before that, I'm kind of pre previewing if there's anything that happens. Um, there's rumors possibly Zion might get traded because the Pelicans are in the market to possibly get Scoot Henderson, move up in the draft to draft them at like possible what, second second pick, second or third pick. Rock's at the fourth pick. Um, and I'm kind of interested in how things will kind of shake out if the Rockets move up. That'll be great. I do, like I said, I've been saying, you know, the first two picks in the draft seem like they're a tick above everybody else. But nobody really knows. It's an inexact science. We know nothing. Nikola Jokic got drafted during a Taco Bell commercial. And he's been the MVP. The guys are truth. So it's about once you get there, what you do with it. But very interested to see how things play out. Um, I'll start covering, of course, any major storylines between before the draft. And then, of course, right after the draft. I'm sure there's going to be much to talk about. So, yep. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. 
Um, catch you guys on the next one. On that note, I am out.